BBC Gardener's World Summer Day 2. It's going to be the hottest day of the year. And I'm pleased to say, before he gets flustered out in the heat, and it's, it's busy here, Joe Swift, great to have you in the studio with me. It's going to be a cracking day today, isn't it's it? It's going to be hot. Um, I bought my hat, of course. Everyone needs a hat in this weather. And uh, it's quite nice and cool and air-conned inside. So you can sort of go out and overheat a little bit. And then on the way in, grab an ice cream and then come inside and cool down a little bit, which is my plan for the day. Hasn't it been interesting to, uh, to be able to have a walk around here and see all of the gardens in the sunshine as you're supposed to see them? It's lovely. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm glad I got here early and got, I had a look around because often people like yourself come up and say, right, what have you seen? And I was like, <laughs> I've just got here, I haven't seen anything. But I've had a good look around the gardens and the, uh, the uh, borders, what are they called? The, uh, oh, they're called the perfect borders. No, they're called beautiful, beautiful borders. borders. Yeah. And they are beautiful. I think they're the highest standard ever, the beautiful borders. Mm. Um, and all the designers there are just so enthused and they're talking to everybody. By the end of the day, they'll be on their knees. Um, you know, what's this and what's that plant and, and how plants have also, you know, how, how to plant stuff. And there's, I think, 12 of them and they're really impressive. Um, and the show gardens are great. I, I've got a, you know, na uh, name check Francis Tophill, which is, her garden is just fantastic. I saw her at Chelsea and she was a bit nervous. She'd never done a, a show garden before. And uh, she said it was all recycled materials, which is tricky because it means you've got to go and source them. You can't just go to the builders merchants and order sort of, you know, bags of, of you know, gravel and loads of sort of straight bits of timber and stuff. You've actually got to put some time and effort into creating that character and the personality of the garden, which she's done with a plomb. Uh, and won a platinum award, I think, hasn't yeah. it? Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's interesting you mention that because um, sometimes there's a, a trend at the moment, isn't there, for uh, the sort of meadow uh, garden, the natural garden yeah. look. And, and in order to get that, you've actually got to put a, a lot of thought and effort into making it, making it look like you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, they, well that, there's this whole sort of rewilding debate. You know, people say, oh, I'm going to rewild my my back garden well, rewilding means literally letting it go and letting the bison and the um, and the beavers and uh, all turn up and then is that a garden or is that you know just a bit of land that's been left and then you have to leave it for about a thousand years and none of us are, will be around that long not even Alan Titchmarsh um, and it's it's a difference but I think it's really interesting because I think there's a whole generation thing going on here and the debate about you know sort of you know, the older generation, like, oh, well, a garden has got this, that, and the other, these elements that go in it, you know, somewhere to sit, it's got a lawn, it's got, you know, maybe a pond, it's got the borders, da 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 da. Um, and the younger generations don't see a garden like that. They see it as a sort of habitat, environment, you know, maybe colonies of plants colonizing. Yeah, you're tweaking it here and there. And I think there's, I think there's a sort of slight revolution going on in a, in a good way. But I think aesthetically, you can combine all of those elements and still have a really beautiful, good-looking, seasonal garden. The, the uh, sustainability is the big word, isn't yeah. it? Um, and yeah. also being plastic-free, reusability, uh, the habitat for pollinators. Yep. And I, I think you're right. I think young people are now sort of growing up with that and it becomes natural. I was One of the talks here yesterday was how to garden without digging. Yeah, 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 yeah. no we, dig. Yeah, we, yeah. Which, which is an interesting concept, isn't yeah, it? Because I like digging. <laughs> it's your work, no, it's your I'm gym, joking. is it? No, I like digging. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, because you break down the soil structure and actually if you're growing edibles, um, you know, you can get, well, this guy, um, Charles Dowding, he's an absolute legend and 
and his produce, you know, is is the proof of the pudding. You know, it's uh, and he he doesn't dig. No, there's lots of different ways to go. Um, and I think the environment, sustainability, biodiversity, our gardens are an amazing resource. You know, they are. They're, they're incredibly valuable. They're incredibly rich. They're, they're a lot richer than farmland, you know, a lot of farmland in, in, in the city. Well, I live in London. You know, if you, you, you put all these gardens together and, you know, they, they, they're very, very significant. Um, and everybody feels that they've got to do their little bit. But that's exciting. That's exciting. Because when I first started gardening, it was all, you know, stripes on the lawns and and you know, tying your daffodils into knots and have, making sure you could see a bare bit of soil between every plant. And it, there was a certain way to go. And frankly, it wasn't really the right way to go. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of people spraying stuff using peat and the environment came second. Um, so I think it's really important and, um, and it's exciting because you know, it's that whole, everything moves on, you know, every art form, you know, music and, 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 and theatre and film, everything sort of moves on and gardening feels like it's moving on in a positive way. Uh, 20 plus thousand people here yesterday, same again, uh, expected today. When I was driving out uh, of the NEC last night, yeah. there was a, a train of people with their little pull-along trolleys. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a there was a there was a jam, a car jam. No, no, not at all. They went off to the car park, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. the traffic at the NEC was moving nicely. But yeah. the numbers of people yeah. that had trolleys, yeah. absolutely stacked yeah. with plants yeah. and things that they bought here at the show. Yeah. Fantastic to see people. Are, I think it's everybody seems to be really excited to be back here. Yeah, it, I am. I am. I never thought I'd be so excited to come back to the NEC. Um, you know, it, I really am because these you, you immediately feel that you're in amongst gardeners or people, you know, they might be novice gardeners, they might be their first time here. Some people might have been here for the last 20 years like me. Um, but it's, it's for real gardeners, this show. It's for real gardeners, well, viewers as well, the magazine subscribers, and it's for people who are you know, really want to come, see plants, talk to nurseries, how can I grow this, where can I, and actually buy them, you know, which you can't, well, you can't at Chelsea, um, and then put them in the car and then take them home and probably put them in this evening, you know, with a glass, yeah. with a glass of something in your hand, they'll be planting away. And or placing them, I always place first before planting, <laughs> as I say. But it, no, there's um, it, it's it's great. It's yeah. really lovely to see. And also, you know, lockdown was, uh, and you know, that was one of the positives that came out of lockdown and, and uh, the pandemic was people connecting with nature and wanting to garden and seeing their any any tiny little outside space they might have or a proper garden or an allotment or a windowsill yeah. differently. Oh, I can grow something here. Um, you mentioned lockdown, the pandemic. We were all stuck indoors or in our gardens. Yeah. Um, you were busy yeah. writing, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote five books. <laughs> um, friends of mine say they're pamphlets, but they're not pamphlets. You need um, to change your friends, if that. Yeah, right. well, <laughs> no, they're twenty-five thousand words actually. They're, but um, yeah, is uh, Collins came to me and said, you know, we we'd really like to do a series, you know, not just one book and just all your experiences because you know you're across the board. You know, I've done I've done a lot of stuff, and um, so I've got yeah two design books. One about small small space gardening. Uh, one about uh, the modern garden, how to make your garden more versatile and more up to date. Um, then there's one about wildlife. There's one about indoor gardening, and there's one about edible gardens as well. And uh, 
yeah, and they're, they're doing pretty well, but they're very much, they're not coffee table books, they're not got books to look at, they're books to dip into, get a bit of information. Okay, you know, I wanna, I wanna grow a wildflower meadow, or I wanna plan my garden, where am I gonna put my, you know, my, my path and my shed and my borders, and how can I make it more interesting? And there's all that sort of stuff in there. So it's very much, a, a, and they're very reasonably priced. <laughs> Steve, nice, They're very, very nice. well done, <laughs> and you can find them, on, find them online for unbelievably good prices when you compare them to, a, you know, a cup of coffee these days or a bunch of flowers or something. So um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed writing them. It gave me a great project during the pandemic, and they look great. I'm really pleased with the way they look. You're here um, at the show with many other garden experts. Uh, the usual Monty Don and Alan is here, there, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, of all the people that are, uh, are coming to the show, they want tips, they want help, they want guidance. Um, what's your number one tip for gardening this summer? What's the, the thing that, um, what are you gonna be doing in your garden, which I'm sure is a show garden, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, no one's seeing my garden. Um, well, I'm doing show gardens, that's a problem this summer, so my garden has to be able to look after itself. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I would say sit, sit, rather than just jumping out there and, and you know, planting stuff, just think about it. Buy my books and then plan it. I would actually say plan it on a piece of paper and you don't have to be able to draw, but just think about how areas are going to work, you know, shady areas, sunny areas, dry areas, you know, maybe the, the boundaries and just start thinking about a collection of plants that's going to work for those and then... You know, so pl it's a bit about planning rather than just launching in it into it. And I would say that that is worth its weight in gold because over two or three years, you're going to develop a garden that's that's really satisfying and rewarding. Rather than you know, people do get frustrated by their gardens, um, and uh, yeah, and then and then once you've got the plan, get out there and do it, and you know, physically engage with it, and you know, don't hold yourself back. Um, put everything you got into it, and yeah, we all have a few failures along the way but that's just a gardening for you yeah. you know don't be don't be put off by it and if something works go with it good advice uh, joe always a pleasure to catch up with you and um, just finally did you find time whilst you were writing your books to to uh, put any bass playing time in because i know you're a musician ah, yeah i did because yeah me and me and my old friends of the old band uh, we sort of got together. together well we put the band back together yeah. we were online yeah oh, well we were you know we were sending little music files together and we did a couple of cover versions um yeah we did a cover version of a killer's uh, oh i can't remember what the song was and uh, we did the undertones, Teenage Kicks, which obviously is only three chords, so even I could play that. Um, but it was, there was something, something, yeah, something very nostalgic about it. I'm wondering whether there's a, a band in all of the, the garden experts, because Saul Walker is a bass player. Oh no, we don't want two bass players. We need... uh, no, but, but Adamant had two drummers. Well, that's true. So two bass players that's could true. be your niche. Could be the thing, niche. the angle. The angle, yeah. we need a drummer. We need we need uh, we need a horn section. We need keyboards. We need backing vocals. I, it's going to be a fifteen-piece band. <laughs> I, I know. Are you in for this, Steve? Do yeah, you, definitely. I, I'm, I'm a guitarist. You want your singer? Yeah, guitar. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitar singer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. We could give that. We we'll keep the wages we? down a bit with you. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's a good job we've got other day jobs, isn't it? Joe, <laughs> absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>